look like? This is a simple question with a simple answer. It's Kevin James writing a segue while making hilarious but also thoughtful political comments on modern socioeconomic issues. 10 out of 10. That was a review <laughs> for Paul Blart Mall Cop 1 that we missed on our last episode. That but perhaps the most important review. But per- perhaps the most important. Um... It's the most blartimous time of the year, and my name is Brandon. <laughs> my name's Donna. This is The Bargain Den. It's your weekly source of financial advice in the form of us two watching movies and telling you whether or not they are movies or frugal or even bargain-worthy, should they be involved in any kind of economic standpoint or socioeconomic political stances like Kevin James took in this movie and the previous movie. Um, we've, we've gone through the ringer with all the mall talk we can do, which is great. Because this week we're watching Mall, but we watched not watching Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, which has much less Mall in it. Yeah, now we're in Vegas, baby! We're in Vegas! But we are going to spoil this movie. We are going to spoil this movie. And look, here's the thing. We're all about frugality here. You know, we want to be as frugal as possible. We want to make sure that we're passing on the proper messages to you, our audience. Now, there is a bit of a duality in your two hosts here, though. Because of the two of us, Donna is the more frugal. I will say it. I'll admit it. And I know that we butt heads a lot of the time when it comes to frugal issues. And admitting this, I know that it kind of raises some questions of my credibility. But... The thing is, is like I think there is a a realistic side of being frugal. There's a frugal side that has less to do with money, you know. And I think that that's important. You started to shake your head, and then you stopped, and it was really funny because you were like, eh. um, "But this is a perfect example because we we made the decision to purchase this film full price digitally." Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. This is true. Now, it was listed at a $13.99. No, was it $13.99? That sounds right. $12.99. Potato, potato. Um, (laughs) And then we had some discounts that were applied somehow to to Jeffrey Bezos. Shagirl is cheap, and I will always, always take the extended ship time to get that digital promo credit. Oh, I thought you meant that like you extended the ship time on us receiving our digital copy of oh. Paul Blart. I was like, <laughs> no, uh, we watched it immediately. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, so it was only eight ninety nine. Hey, by the way, quick frugal tip: if you go order things and you choose the option at checkout to have everything send on your Prime Day, which is like once a week. A, you still don't have to wait that long for it. B, you almost always get a credit to use on Kindle. Um, streaming. There's like a few different things you can use it for. And then C, less boxes, better for the environment, less time for you breaking down a bunch of stupid boxes. It's good all around. Just saying. May not still come early. I don't think we should put that on people. I didn't say it came early. I'm just saying it's like once a week, so it still doesn't take that long. Right. So 
that was just sort of what we wanted to, to you know. I think you're getting out. Um, I'm sorry I interrupted about the promotional deal um, because I was just excited to finally use it because we don't typically buy things on Amazon that are like Kindles or streaming. But we kind of looked at it like, okay, we could rent this for $4 or we could buy it for $13 or what is that? 15? No, I, I can do math. Oh no. I'm getting all the numbers mixed up. $9. <laughs> Rough. Or $9 after the credit. And then if we're going to watch it at least three times, it will be worth purchasing for life. Will we actually legitimately do that? Watch it more than once? Three times. I think we will. Because I, I, I think that this is the start to something. I think I, think I want to watch this every Thanksgiving now. <laughs> every year for my birthday. Um, cause what it's if... A, sorry. It's just a very special film, and we need to jump into that, but please. I, I was just going to say, what if every podcast did that? How much fun would we have? Every... What if every single podcast... <laughs> Watched Paul Blart? Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 once a year. So no matter what podcast you subscribe to, once a year, it's all Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. How funny would that be? Um, I feel like it would lose its punch. I feel like there would be too much commentary on it. <laughs> so, I mean, in that sense, I kind of feel bad for doing this because there already is a yearly podcast that will probably come out next week. The week following the release of this podcast called Till Death Do Us Blart that will discuss this film. Mm. Um, well, tell me about this film. Yeah, let's talk about it. This time, Paul's going to Vegas with his daughter who was just accepted into UCLA, but she doesn't want to tell her dad, Paul. Maya doesn't want to tell Paul. Kevin James plays Paul. Um, mm-hmm. Who plays Maya? Because she did great. Uh, Rainy Rodriguez. Great. Fantastic. Kevin James, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be brief because it's... I, we'll get into the details in the bargain side of things. Well, we have to mention that it starts out recognizing that the lady he kissed at the end of number one immediately married and then divorced him. Yeah, within a week. And then his mom died. Yes. So now it's just him and Maya. Right. But then he gets accepted to give... Uh, or he gets invited to the uh, security officer, a security guard convention in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're both really excited, but Maya decides she doesn't want to share the information about UCLA with her dad because it's going to bum him out because he's like, ah, I've lost everything. She couldn't do that to him. But they both go to Vegas. You know, what you do with, you know, your daughter. You take <laughs> oh, yeah, her yeah. to your trip to Vegas. Good, good father-child trip. Um, he then learns through word of mouth, that it sounds like he's going to be a secret keynote speaker, which is the funniest, like, idea. Again, I don't... We don't have time. We're going <laughs> to we'll talk... We'll get there. We'll yeah, get yeah. there. But he's, they, he finds out he's a secret keynote speaker. Um, so he's really excited. And uh, Maya also starts flirting with his bellhop. Uh, they get upgraded to a better room because he doesn't want to wait at all. And um, he finds out, uh, first off, 
he's being awful to Maya. He's being like a really bad person to Maya. And um, she doesn't really want to hang out with him. Go figure. Hmm. Um, also, the manager keeps having to like do things for him because he thinks he's ultra important because he thinks he's the keynote speaker. Mm-hmm. And then he th- keeps thinking that the manager's hitting on him. Yes. And then being really aloof about it because he's, yeah. Yes. Um, then it, so at first, he, then he finds out he's not giving the keynote speech. But then all of this takes place, by the way, in like a day. An afternoon. Well, in the evening, yeah. yeah. <laughs> End of the evening. Um, the guy who's giving the keynote uh, gets drunk. And so Paul's up to bat. But Maya's missing. Because uh, well, she went to a party with that bellhop boy. Um, you know, those famous high school... Bellhop boys? Parties. Yeah. Um, those parties in hotel rooms. Yeah, that are held by high schoolers. Anyway, <laughs> turns out that there's another group of evil villains who have decided that they're going to swap out the art in the gallery of the hotel, mm-hmm. which includes, like, a Van Gogh and Van Gogh, whatever. Um, Van Gogh. Um, I saw your saw it in your eyes. I saw your art degree I literally eyes. never, ever pronounce it with a f. Maya gets kid- kidnapped. Maya gets mm-hmm. kidnapped. So does Bell Hot Boy. It's up to Paul Blart to save them. And he does. He saves the day again. Dun, 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 um, before we go into the um, next, you know, part two of the episode, I forget. I don't know how to talk, apparently. Yeah. I'd like to talk real quick about this movie. <laughs> not, not about this movie, but I saw that it had won one award, and I was like, what did it win? Um, it won Young Entertainer Award. Rainy Rodriguez, good for her. Oh, good. Best leading yeah. young actress because she, she fucking brought it. She, she was awesome. Outstanding. Um, it was nominated, however, for six Razzies. Nice. Um, worst picture, worst actor, uh, worst oh, remake. Who was rip off or actor? sequel? It was Kevin James. No. <laughs> worst director. Worst screenplay and worst screen combo. Holy moly. Now, I was interested because I was like, it didn't win any of those. What did win in those, um, in that? You know, who won? Um, So as far as worst screen combo, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey beat it out. Dakota Johnson and and Jamie uh, Dornan. Wait, wait, real quick. Uh-huh. I'm, I know this, but for our audience, <laughs> um, screen combo is 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 that referring to like the couple, the main couple on screen? So I thought that as well. I think it's just like just I think for this they just said Kevin James shouldn't have been on the screen because <laughs> I thought it was the combo as well. But interesting. Um, worst screenplay: Fifty Shades of Grey one. Uh, that wow. one. Now, we're supporting actor. Um, Paul Blart is not nominated. However, Kevin James is nominated because uh, Pixels came out that year. Amazing. Uh, Jupiter Ascending, uh, Eddie Red- Redmayne won Aww. that for worst supporting actor. But I love Reddit. Ready Red- Edman. Ready Edman. <laughs> I love Ready Edman. <laughs> um, Fantastic Four. 
beat it out as far as the fir- the worst prequel remake or rip off or sequel. Whoa! You haven't? Did you ever? Did you? Ever? No, but this is shooting me back to a time in life. Yeah, 2016. Huh. Um, worst director, Fantastic Four. Um, let's see, worst actor. Again, Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, people really like to hate on Fifty see, Shades of Grey. Yeah, huh? I gotta say, I don't think all of these were totally deserving. Yeah. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey won Worst Picture, tied for Fantastic Four. Tied with Fantastic Four. <laughs> Rough. Um, but I was just curious. Um, let's go ahead and... Uh, I almost said The Money Zone. <laughs> That's not this podcast. What is it? What do we call it? Maybe I can steal from somebody else in the bargain. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Okay, we're going to steal... Thi- no. Um, you know, let's see if we can find a Razzie in the clearance aisle. I have a game that I want to play. I didn't approve this with you. Okay, Mr. Game. Let's play. What? Okay, Mr. Game. <laughs> Is that... Wait. Yes, and... <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, hi, I'm Mr. Game. Um, this is everybody's favorite segment, Mr. Game's Games. I'm <laughs> your host. Games. I'm your host, Mr. Game. Um, and uh, I want to play, play this game. And this game is... Where where will Paul Blart go next? There's not Ooh. a Paul Blart Mall Cop 3. Yet? I want to... Yet. Exactly. I want to talk about with you where where could he go next? Where could Kevin James go next? Now, where in the world could Kevin James be? Go next. Go next. <laughs> where will Paul Blart go next? I want to talk to you about this before we start... Before we give anything to this. Do we want to go down this avenue... And where will, like, do you want to be realistic in terms of, like, where the movie could go? I think we should have two avenues. Mm. Realistically, number three, where does it go? And then let's have some fun. Like, where where could the Paul Blart, uh, what's what's a trilogy but with ten movies? Because uh, that's where I'm seeing this franchise go. Let's uh, start with the realistic. A series. A series. Um... Realistically, I want to go ahead and just throw it out there. Paris. I was thinking the same thing to yeah. the Louvre, right? Of course. Well, I, I, yeah, we'll go with that, yeah. I, I think Paris or London. Like, mm. somewhere where there can be lots of people drinking teas. Yes. It's going to be a little too highbrow. Yes. I almost think that the UK is even better because you can have mm. the hilarious scene. Hilarious. Where the guards, you know, with the big oh tall. Oh my gosh, and, you're right. That's and, where it would be. It would have to be there with the oh with the British palace guards. And he's like, he will know all, Paul will know all about them. Mm-hmm. And he will, there will be a scene where it is like a montage of him trying to get the guards to do anything. Mm-hmm. It'll be stationary camera and just a montage of these cuts where he's like <laughs> doing all this stuff to them. I can just mm-hmm. see it. So Making good. funny faces, dropping his ice cream. He'll do all sorts of things. All sorts of things. I think that's a winner. That's the realist, right? Because, I mean... It's got to be it, yeah. Like, I, it's funny we both started very strongly on Paris, but mm-hmm. it's definitely London, mm-hmm. and there's definitely a montage with the palace guards. I think we did hole-in-one with that. I want to stay in that lane. Number four. Where where does it go after that? Because that's really hard. Ooh. Do we go back to the mall that started it all in number four? See, this is an interesting number to go back. 
I don't know at what number you go back. I think that might happen at some point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The last If part. anything, I think he, he goes back to America, but this time it's like Mall of America. Mm, the biggest mall, you yeah. think, kind of thing. Yeah. He gets that opportunity. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Works with Donna, one of the wonderful yes. characters. I was very caught off guard for a second. Donna kicked ass. Now, she was cool. She was great. Let's go ahead and jump over to the the fun side. Where because like let's where let's let's just imagine. Let's play some like imagination <laughs> games. Of course, because I'm thinking Mr. Games Imagination Games games. Yes, I mean Bart in space. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, of course. Uh huh. Where else? Hmm. Well, gosh, what do you do? I mean, you said space. How do you top that? Yeah, that's a big one, huh? I that mean, might be the last one. I mean, it is the final frontier. I think that the last one is coming back to the, the original mall. Mm. You to, know. To, what is it? West Orange Mall? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Direction Fruit Mall. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, let's jump into it. Was this movie frugal? No. I mean, it's in Vegas, and one of the first things he did was lose all his money on one game of craps. Nothing came of that, did it? Nope. God, there's just so much in this money. movie that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, another not frugal point. Speaking of things that don't make sense, there's a room where a man is playing a professional stand-up piano, and it's lusciously, like, manicured. And it has just an exotic bird. Wait. The I'm room. S- I'm sorry. Hold on. I don't... I. This is not germane nor important. Did you say stand-up piano? Yeah. Are there lay-down pianos? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> no, um... Just, you know, like, like a, a grand, grand piano. piano. Okay, yeah. I was just like... I was just like... Okay. You know, like your stand-up bass. Yeah. Your... You know, somebody who's like... <laughs> ding 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 It's a keytar. Um... <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's where he gets attacked by a giant bird. A giant exotic bird. Like, it's all just never explained. So all I can think is that this hotel just has, like, a chill, like, a chill-out room. Like, go in here and chill out. This man's playing piano, and there's an exotic bird. That will will fight you. Now, that being said, (laughs) now, if we had any question after one, it's for certain now with number two. Paul Blart is one of the worst people on the planet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so bad. We we discussed briefly how, like, I mean, there were certain points to him that were nice in number one, where he at least, like, he had, he had the respect to not trash talk his ex-wife who ditched him after she got her green card, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, there's something. At least, I think he's good maybe deep down in his... No. No. All out the window. Paul Bart is a misogynistic asshole, self absorbed. It's no. (laughs) (laughs) There is so many lies. And I'm I'm privy to the fact that I listened to Till Death Do Us Bart to was like I was waiting for some of these things. Mm. But there are lines that Paul Bart says that feel as though they are pulled from the air in a way that it's almost dizzying because you're like why did this happen? There is a scene mm. in particular where all the security guards are going to fight all the bad people. Mm. And as they charge at each other, Paul Blart goes, Foot Locker! Mm-hmm. This is true. 
there is not a a reference to Foot Locker in number one. There is not a uh, reference to Foot Locker in number two. It is a store that is traditionally in a mall. Yes. But he could have, I mean. This could have been anything. Could have been anything. And I almost would want to say that it's possible that it was like, like frugal because it is like product placement of just like, you can say whatever. But he didn't say it intelligible enough to really, like, yeah, make its mark. He wasn't like, Adidas, or like, Google. It was like, Foot Locker! And you're like, did he just say Foot Locker? I mean, we're talking about it now, so I guess it worked, but... I mean, I guess the part is, I don't think they got paid for it. Like, I, I don't think this was a paid advertisement. I think this was, like you said, pulling it out of thin air, like, just a store he thought of. Not frugal, okay? If you're going to be given free advertisements, at, you're too big of a movie for that. You're better than this, Blart! <laughs> um, the other thing he says, that it's one of the more upsetting scenes. There's a handful of scenes that are just like, why? <laughs> um, the first time that the manager of the hotel comes over, and um, she's the one she wants to bring him his key to his room because he complained because he was going to have to wait like 15 minutes. Yeah, because his room wasn't quite ready, but it would be after lunch. Paul rolls his eyes, looks at his daughter, and then goes, airbag. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And whatever face you're making right now is the face the manager made. Her Mm -hmm. acting was really good, I will say. Yeah. Because it... I never once que- I never once questioned that she was in a situation where she was having to deal with this weird fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Why? What the fuck did you just do? Airbag? Up. Keeping my face. I'm the manager. I'm sorry, sir. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. There was so many also like there was just parts of the movie that did not link up or make any sense. The same night that the guy who got drunk and couldn't give the keynote speech. Also, go back to keynote speech in a minute. Um, (laughs) He shows up later in the film 100% 100 sober and and shoots a grappling hook. Ostensibly like a mile or two to another skyscraper. I mean, right? I mean, it wasn't that Not far a away. mile, but like certainly a, like a, a block, block or two. Yeah. yeah, like it was a it was longer than you could realistically expect it to go. Nails it perfect, a hundred percent sober. The man that was so drunk he couldn't get up to give a speech. Mm-hmm. It was maybe three hours later. Maybe. <laughs> also, there's no such thing as a surprise keynote speaker. Like okay. to the keynote speaker. Yeah, like, if you're going to have a surprise speaker, at least the speaker knows they're going to speak, because they'll have a speech. (laughs) What? He's so excited, and all I can think is that, like, this is not a thing. Could you imagine if you showed up somewhere and they're like, congratulations, you're our keynote speaker. I'd be like, ha that's so funny. Who's like, the real keynote speaker? I would be like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like, like, oh, I'm sorry. When's, when's the convention? Tonight? Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck. <laughs> he does end up giving the speech, by the way. Um, and it's amazing, and it brings everyone to tears in a standing ovation. It's amazing to everybody in the audience. 
Yes. N- not the audience of the film. <laughs> it, it's. I was absolutely swept off my feet, Brandon. Were you? That didn't you see me? What was it like? Help people. Yes. That was his like. It was like his big reveal. His big like powerful like uh, mantra was just help. We need to. He was like about to pass out. So he kept blocking his daughter's phone calls as she's being kidnapped. Just yeah. Like, we, that's actually pretty funny. That's that like, was really that's funny. Good. Yeah. There were moments in this that were. I mean, I, we were talking about who this movie is for. It's clearly for children. Like, it has to be just for, like, children. Yeah. That being said, it has some, like, messaging in it that is not okay for kids. And it just makes for a very unique experience. Yeah. I will say, after. After the movie ended, there were about five or six different actors that I was like, I know him. I know her. Like, I absolutely know that person. Why? And I don't think I know them all from Disney, but they're like all Disney actors. Mm. Almost all of them. And they've been in like the same things together. Can I, what was, what was the, what was most upsetting to you? Out of like Paul Blart's behavior? Or in general. The movie. Because it's definitely... Oh, no. I know what mine is. Is it the banana? It's not the banana. That's my favorite. I love the banana. It's so great. That's... that's <laughs> that, the, what, that was fantastic. What a wonderful, wonderful scene. Oh, and no. you could write. No. I could write a dissertation on the <laughs> yeah. comedy of the, the... I need you to tell me about it. There's a scene... You, don't, you can just give us the thesis. Well, there's, I have to explain the scene. Okay. The scene is that there is... A man who is like a warehouse worker for this hotel. Um, you know how they do. How they do. And Paul has gone down there with his Segway, and he's <laughs> trying to find the art, um, which didn't matter. The scene did not need to happen. I guess. The, anyway, it doesn't matter. But there's a guy down there, and Paul's like, "Oh, I'm with uh, shipping," and the guy's like, "I'm in shipping," and he's like. Okay, I'm with internal affairs shipping. And the guy's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he goes, well, I was about to have my lunch, which they're in the middle of a warehouse, which is also its own thing. Yeah. He's like, do you mind? And Paul's like, no. And the guy pulls out the most brown banana. It is black. It is black. The it- outside is 100%. Black. And then he peels it, and the banana itself, I don't think you could get in Because it, it wasn't, like, quite rotted yet, is the thing. Like, it wasn't moldy or anything. It was just as brown as a banana could possibly be. See, let me, let me relate this for a second. Is that until Paul Blart was like, ew, I assumed that this was actually, like, <laughs> a baked plantain right like this is not a banana okay this is a grilled plantain but they make it very explicitly clear that it is in fact yeah then Blart's like ew like what do you even amazing scene wow amazing Mm. is that your most upsetting scene it might be also because that whole scene is purposeless other than to just show this man eating the most rotten banana like that's the point of the scene yes um mine was one of one of Paul's many awful characteristics um, being that he's sexist. Uh, there's the scene um, before Paul finds out he he goes to a bar and he sees the guy who's going to give the keynote speech 
and he's super drunk, and he's oh, harassing no. this woman, yeah. who is played by Adam Sandler's wife. Um, is that who that is? Yeah. Is she the same as Uncut Gems? No. Okay. Um, that was a woman playing Adam Sandler's wife. See, movies, like, sometimes... <laughs> anyway, um... So, um, they look similar. Anyway, um, <laughs> they, uh, different races. Um, uh, they, um, yeah, sorry, I just ran around my head around that one. Um, <laughs> the security guard who's supposed to give the keynote speech is, speech is super drunk and hitting on her. And she's like, I'm like, I don't want this. Like, please leave. And Paul comes up and basically is like, give the dude a chance. He's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, don't be such a dick. Be nice to this guy. Yeah. This is basically what she like, tells her. Hey, look, you're misreading him. He's not trying to be a pushy asshole. You're being an asshole. And she's like, I guess you're right. Yeah. She's like, okay, I'll hear him out. And then he proceeds to pass out from being so drunk. Yeah. Was this movie frugal? No. 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 No, which means the whole series is not. I, I and I want to make my case now for why we should watch this every year for the bargain den. Okay? Okay. I feel as though there are so many avenues within this film that can be turned over that every single one is a lesson on how how to to not be frugal. Like, these are all, like, every scene. And I think we could spend years dissecting Paul Plart mm. for how unfrugal of a film it is. I also really? desperately just want to watch it every year. Can I, okay, so you've made your case about how this stands to be a lesson for frugality because we'll have layers and layers and layers of non-frugal things to discuss. Mm-hmm. Why is this a movie you want to watch, personally want to watch, so when I threw, year after year? When I threw that little bit in at the end, um, I shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> no. Look, I, it's part, like, outside of any kind of bit or anything, I just like watching it with, with the McElroy's. I think it's super funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen a movie that has looked... So much like a movie. There wasn't a moment yeah. I was watching this movie where I wasn't like, I'm watching actors right now do a movie. I was not, there was no escapism within this film. Mm. And it seems kind of like mean spirited at an extent because, like, I'm sure this movie brings people happiness. I feel like I'm talking about <laughs> it, I apologize. No, you're fine. It brings me happiness, too, because it is so outrageous. I don't know. It, it's hard to... I don't know. It's hard to really say. But it's just... It was just so much... Like, everything in it is so ridiculous. You know, I think I'm down for this, tentatively. There's a part of me that wants to then do one and two together every year. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's too much. I can't do that. Okay. Maybe every, like, five years we can dip back into one. Uh, uh, Every even-numbered year. Mm, That's still too much. Um, What? You wanted to do every year. Oh, dip back into both of them. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, I see. I get it. Okay. My bad. I was actually going to make a point for watching it. 
okay. part of why I want to agree here. I mean, what's the least frugal time of the year? This time of year. Yeah. Holiday season, baby. When everyone's going shopping on Black Friday deals that are actually not very good deals for the most part and just cause you to spend a lot more money on things you don't need to buy for people who don't need those things. And it it's a rat race, you guys. All you right. don't All right. you don't need to All spend right. okay. money to cool. buy love. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> I started to feel you like step outside of, of the podcast. <laughs> the podcast. The podcast. So all I'm saying is that this is a good time of year to remember not to go to the mall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Outside of the pandemic, yeah. that would be a fine thing to say. I mean, during the pandemic, don't go anyway. Yeah. Please, please, please don't. But the rest of the time, this is just a, a tempting time to go where we can say, hey, take a step back, evaluate. Don't go to the mall. <laughs> Wait, so I kind of like, like, I think, okay, first off, we probably should have discussed before we started recording if we were actually going to be doing this, because this is a live debate you're listening to right now. <laughs> I'm legit trying to make certain that I don't make, I want to watch this every year. I mean, um, to be fair, Brandon's been discussing this possibility for a couple yes. weeks now. So, Continue. Um, but... I like the idea also, too, of the lesson not changing overall. <laughs> I really like that it also is the lesson is um, stop. Take a look at yourself. <laughs> like, it's like, like this really stop. like. like Evaluate. Do you need to go to the mall? Are you okay? Like this is just like, it's like a yearly meditative thing. Like stop. Are you okay? Like that, that is the lesson. Yeah. It's just stop. Are you okay? That's it. Yeah. Paul Blart. The rest Paul is you. <laughs> The rest is you. Look into yourself. Do you? Do you need a? Do you need? Is everything okay? Okay, that's Paul Bar Mom Cop Two. All um, right. Do you want to thank some people? I would love to. I want to start out by thanking you for listening. If you have a friend that might appreciate a little reminder about the mall this holiday season, share the episode. I also want to thank Sarah Anastasia for a super cute cover art that she made, and I want to thank. The Lounge Kittens for the use of their cover of Dirty Deeds for our intro and outro. And top it all off, I also want to thank Anchor for hosting our podcast. And you can check other things out there. It's really cool. I don't know. Start your own podcast. Who cares? It's a party. <laughs> and thank you to our bargainer. Who's our bargainer? It is BAJ51012. Thank you, Baj. Thank you, Baj. Um, I haven't actually been the one to look it up in a minute, and so I'm looking at all the other top podcasts, and I forgot. The, and I just was like, no, nah, who's at the top? But I was... Anyway. Um, yeah, you can become our bargainer. Leave us a review on iTunes, please. Um, that'd be cool. Helps us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Is there anything you want to leave off now that we begin this journey? To, to, to watch this movie? I think I've made my point very clear. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for listening. My name is Brandon. My name's Donna. Pinch those pennies. And stay frugal. I pre-wrote it. Number one real good man, Paul Thomas Blart. Dirty deeds and the dirty deeds and the dirty deeds and the dirty deeds.